Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. Welcome back to FST, hour number two. Mike Blue at Jim Day, game day edition. I did be here. Jim and I, I think Jim's back. Jim had a run to do something real quick during the break. I think he's back. He'll let me know. He'll tap on the microphone or say something. Do the, the thing from Three Amigos. Look up here. Look up here. So, uh, anyway, Jim and I, those of you that don't know, when I first started out in this industry, it was 2009. I did a podcast, a gentleman named Tony Sincata, who you may, to those of you that are listeners of this network, know, um, worked here for a long time. And it, uh, at that first season, the 2009 NFL season, Jim Day joined us like uh, a few games in. So the first person I ever really started doing podcasts with were Tony and Jim. So to be on the line with him one-on-one is a very nice thing. So, uh, and there he is. I just heard him rattle the microphone. So he's back. I was just paying you a huge compliment, Jim. It's, it's nice to be back with you after all these years. Like, we, started doing this. we started doing this nine years ago, and it's good to be, even though we're on a different network and we got a few more people listening, it's nice to be on here just one on one with you. I appreciate it. I absolutely do, Mike. I love working with you. Always so, have. So, um, I got a little story time, and it's got nothing to do with the NFL. I swear we're going to talk Broncos, Bengals, and Jags, Colts in a minute. But in light of the fact that he passed away, I just wanted to pay my personal respects to George Herbert Walker Bush, 41st President of the United States. Uh, may he rest in peace. So, uh, th- this isn't a political thing. Uh, I don't care what you think about him. Uh, I'm just letting you know that. When I was a freshman in college at Boston College, that February, it was 1992, Jim, that February, the primaries were coming up for the 1992 presidential election, which he ultimately lost to Bill Clinton. Ross Perot was a big factor in that as well. But Manchester, New Hampshire, not that far from Boston. And uh, I'm not like politically affiliated anymore with any political party and consider myself to be independent and I'm registered as an independent. But at the time there was like a young Republicans group and they were going up to New Hampshire. And I really wanted to do it for the experience, see what a political primary was like. And I was campaigning for George Herbert Walker Bush. I was 18 years old and it was a cool experience in that I got to experience what that was like. It was sort of intense. You're going to these rallies all weekend and some of the parts of my group were like doing a little subterfuge where they'd go to a Pat Buchanan rally and make some noise. If you're remembering some of the political names of the day, but it was interesting. I did realize also, even at that age, that I don't think politics is something I'm going to get into, you know, like I just didn't, it was interesting, but I wasn't, I didn't love it. 
I just thought it was a lot of people shouting and yelling, and like I, I was like, I don't think I care that much, or like I don't think this is going to be my thing going forward. So it was a really interesting experience. And at one of those rallies, I got to shake his hand. Um, it was in a crush of people, and I, you know, I was holding a sign or something like that. And uh, so that's my one. The only time I've ever shook shook hands with a president, and it was a cool moment for me. <laughs> And I'll I won't forget that because of the person that he was, regardless of what you thought of his politics and everything else. I think I've seen a lot over the weekend where he'll be remembered as perhaps the greatest one term president ever. But um, look, he did a lot for the country. He served the country in the war and he was a CIA director. And there are many people that hate him and could tweet at me that he did this. And uh, what about this policy? Look, he lived a long life in service of our country, and so for that, I'm thankful, and I'm glad I got to share a moment with him. Have you watched washed that hand since then? <laughs> I did a couple times. No, okay, just making sure. Yeah, but I, it was just a cool. Before moment, I yeah. shake that hand next time. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so anyway, I, I just wanted to share that. I'll, I'll probably do it on the other show as well. But uh, you know, it's not often I get a chance to tell a story like that. So, thank you for giving me a minute on that. So. Um, well, hey, I, I, real ahead. quick for my politics. First of all, I, I hate politics. I, I just hate it with a passion. I, I've gotten to that I, point I don't in my think life anybody well. can get to an upper level. Yeah, any anybody can get to a level in high politics and not be corrupt. You can't do it. It's it's not possible. Uh, you have to play the game to get there. Playing the game makes you corrupt. Um, but that being said, I actually went to a to high school who with a kid who. Uh, not the last election, the previous one before that, actually ran for vice president on an independent ticket. The kid by the name of, well, not a kid anymore, Wayne Allen Root. Interesting. Um, actually went on to to be a, a, a big-time Vegas handicapper. Really? Uh, especially for football. This is this is a kid in high school. Remember those white betting slips we used to get ah. way back in the day? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, this is, a, this is a kid that almost every week he hit 10 out of 10 or 12 out of 12 almost every stinking week. Wow. On those white betting slips, and he went on to make board. a huge career out of it. Yeah, oh yeah, he was. He was. Why the hell did he run for president? Always a that. smart kid. Uh, yeah, because he's a big, he's a big, ultra conservative guy who, right. you know, he, he still does a, 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 po- a political show on one of the off network, you know, networks. Um, I mean, there's conservative so guys out in Vegas too, really so I, I shouldn't be that surprised by it. There's plenty of big time conservative mm-hmm. people out in Vegas, Sheldon Adelson. So anyway, yeah. So um, it was just that. That's my thing linked to politics. <laughs> okay. So uh, anyway, so thanks for giving me a minute on that. So uh, we talked Ravens, Falcons, Broncos, Bengals to wrap it up. I think that's fair. I think um, it'd be hard to bench Mixon in your leagues, but you don't like him this week. I think that's fair. Uh, I have concerns about AJ Green, but I'm putting him out there because I don't know how much Jeff Driscoll is going to throw this ball effectively. Uh, on the Broncos side of things, a Manny Sanders matchup looks really good. Uh, I think if you backed up any of your guys like c- coming down the stretch with Case Keenum, this is actually a pretty good matchup for him. So if you're in a 2QB league or Superflex league, I think this is a week where you can play Case Keenum. Cincinnati's defense has really struggled. Um, and then Philip Lindsay. That's that's the guy, right? Uh, that's, at tight. Put it, that, that's putting it nicely. They struggled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, they're 32, 32nd on the season against opposing quarterbacks. Yeah, they're and brutal. PPR points allowed. They had a defensive coordinator uh, yeah, fired. Yeah, 32nd against the 
Yeah, 32nd against opposing running backs uh, over the last five weeks. So, yeah, their, their defense is definitely struggling, to put it nicely. Great great Philip Lindsay week, uh, I think. He's a guy that, <clears throat> even in the league where I had him, I wasn't playing him every week to start, but as Scott detailed last week, Philip Lindsay's a start every week. He's got to be in your lineup. So as far as the tight end position in Denver, they have utilized the tight end throughout the year. Unfortunately, they're on their third tight end because Jake Budd and Jeff Hoyerman are both out for the year. So if you picked up Matt Lacoste, he got four targets last week. We know what that position looks like every week. They like to target the tight end. If you're taking a flyer or you're streaming, Matt Lacoste could be a guy out there uh, that you're you're rolling out. Uh, Let's go to the next game, Rams-Lions. So, obviously, Rams, big favorite here, 10.5-point favorite even on the road with a 54 total. The implied total for the Rams today is, I want to make sure I got this right, 32.25, or at least it was as of a couple of days ago. It's possible it moved, but over 32 right now. As of this morning, it's 32, yeah, as of this morning. At least 32 for the Rams. Um and here we go. We got Josh Reynolds in there, who's obviously been filling in for Cup, but this is the concentrated offense that it has usually been, Jim, and it's going to be early, it's going to be Woods, and it's going to be Cooks. Yeah, but see, everybody's discounting Reynolds. I can't discount Reynolds. Look, I'll play him in a couple of leagues. a couple of reasons. No, and I am too, absolutely. He, he brings the upside. You know, a lot of people, this is one of the things I've been trying to impart the last couple of weeks is, you know, I, I love Willie Sneed has been a good solid play most of the year gives you 10 12 fantasy points almost every week same with Jalen Richard you know they give you those nice safe points but now is not a time for safe now is a time for upside Josh Reynolds gives you upside that Willie Sneed will never give you so you know guys like that uh, the Sneeds the Jalen Richards I, I booted them by now to try and take upside guys and Reynolds is they, they play in a three wide receiver set 90 over 96 percent of the time which means he's on the field over 96% of the time. And in this high-flying offense where they do utilize all of the pieces, he, he has a, a chance to make big plays every game. Will he? Absolutely not. But just the upside is there in this offense for him every week. So, I, you know, like you said, I, I'm playing him where I have him as well. He just gives you the upside that a lot of these other guys aren't giving you. And I, I would play him over a lot of what people consider, you know, steady wide receiver threes. Yeah. At this point, the, I, I stand corrected. In, I'm not playing him in each in both leagues where I have him. I'm playing him in uh, one of the two where I have him. I actually may have him in three, but I'm on a buy in one. It's the Scott Fishball. I think I have him. So um, I'm sitting Josh Reynolds in the one league for Devontae Adams and Julian Edelman. Uh, okay, in, in, in the flex, <laughs> in the flex, it's Tariq Cohen going up against your G-men here in New York, where it's raining, by the way. But I kind of like Tariq Cohen with the Chase Daniel combo over Josh Reynolds. Is that fair? Uh it's fair. I, you know, I, I get it. He's he's a safe, yeah, he's a safer bet, no doubt. 
Um, Again, I just think Reynolds just gives me a little bit more upside. I would tend to go that way at this point, especially if you need a win. You know, if you're if you're ready in and just playing out the week, then you know, for me, it's Reynolds. I just think the upside for you know a touchdown is is higher for him than it is for Cohen. That's the one league where I picked up Spencer Ware. But every time I talk you out of a player, you give me grief later when it doesn't work. I do. I'm not talking out of stay with what you have. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This way, it's all on you if it doesn't work. Exactly right. So, uh, as far as the Lions are concerned, LeGarrette Blunt is a legit option uh, because Kerryon Johnson is out. Uh, from a wide receiver standpoint, these targets are all funneling up to Kenny Galladay. And in a game where the Rams might rip off 30 points and the Lions need to score 20, somebody's got to touch the ball. So, it could be Blunt if they're trying to ball control it. But once they get down... It'll probably be Galladay. Even if even if Galladay is manned up or doubled or whatever, they're going to get Galladay the ball a bunch. Bruce Ellington is a floor guy. The problem is, like, he catches five, six passes for, like, 25 yards. There's no upside there. Right. But if you need a floor in a deep league and you lost somebody, he you can throw him out there. He's a punt play in DFS as well. So uh, I'll give let me get a player prop for you from this one, Jim. I'll do it. I'm looking at them right now. So I'll why don't we use Kenny Galladay receiving yards eighty and a half? It's a pretty big number. Over under. That is a pretty big number. But uh, I'm going to go the over here. Look, the Rams over the last five games are the worst in the league against opposing wide receivers. Um, And and on the season, they've given up 18 passing touchdowns to wide receivers. So, you know, there's no way you could sit Kenny Galladay, first of all, and no way you would, especially since he's the best passing option on the team right now in a game where they're going to have to be playing from behind, most likely. Uh, So he's going to be a big part. I don't care who's covering him. you got to get him in there. Uh, Like you said, Ellington, you know, he may get five, six catches, but he's not going to throw a lot of yardage in there with that. For me, it's going to be in this order. It's going to be Galladay, it's going to be Riddick, it's going to be Blunt are are the three guys that I want to play from this offense. Uh, Okay, I'll go to one more player prop before we move on. we got to start getting through some games. Josh Reynolds, 44-and-a-half receiving yards. I'd take that over. Uh, but that is a tight n- number. That That's pretty close to what his average is uh, yeah. on the season. But, you know, it, he hasn't been in this spot all season. So I agree with you. I would take the over as well. Okay. Uh, Packers, Cardinals, this is a big, uh, one of the bigger spreads on the slate. I think Chiefs, uh, Raiders is still, I'm just like, going to look. No, that's the, so on FanDuel, this is now tied for the largest spread. Uh, Cardinals in Green Bay, they're getting 14, 42 and a half uh, over under. So a <clears throat> couple of stats. Larry Fitzgerald's been getting in the end zone a little bit recently, but the, the Cardinals give up a ton of sacks and Josh Rosen's turning the ball over. It's just been really difficult for them to get any offense going. Uh, David Johnson has 516 scrimmage yards in his past four Aaron Jones on the flip side had 93 scrimmage yards and a rushing touchdown in week 12, and he's got 539 scrimmage yards and six touchdowns in his past five. So the running backs are good options. Aaron Jones, a particularly good matchup this week, though. He's the highlight in this game for me, Jim. Oh, absolutely for me, too. I I, I think, uh, you know, finally getting the touches he deserved. You know, there was a lot of talk. That he couldn't pass block early in the season, and I was one of the ones saying that because all signs pointed to that. And then, you know, midway through the season, 
PFF came out with a with one of their metrics that showed that he was actually doing a better job at pass blocking uh, than Williams was. So at, at that point, it should have become obvious that Jones was the guy you needed to get on the field because he is absolutely the best running back they have, and he has shown it since then. And I absolutely love him today at home against an Arizona defense that you know it, it isn't terrible, but they can definitely be be beat. They've been giving up an average of 4.65 yards per carry uh, on the season. Uh, I look for Jones to have a big year, big day today. And you know, Daly Roto has Aaron Jones as one of their biggest values at running back uh, on the DFS slate as well. Okay, 79 and a half uh, over under on that. Would you take the over? Uh, I'm taking the over. Absolutely taking how about the over. David, I, I think he goes yeah. over 100 yards. How about David Johnson uh, combined scrimmage yards 102 and a half? Ah, man, that's tougher. Uh, not because I don't like David Johnson, but like you said, Rosen has just been getting eaten up lately and making too many mistakes. Um, and, and, you know, this team is definitely done. They lost two weeks ago to Oakland. Uh, I, I th- just think this is a total blowout from start to finish. Green Bay just, just crushes them here. And, and that's a Green Bay team that hasn't been playing very well on its own uh, and is very close to being out. And not technically out of the playoff pitcher yet, but, I mean, probably as close as you can get to being out out of the pitcher. Uh, but they should take this a big win here against this Arizona the reason team, I wouldn't really isn't doing much. The reason I wouldn't take the under on the David Johnson thing is that <clears> – <throat> I could see him getting Zach Ertz like garbage points. Do you know what I mean? Like they won't take him out of the game even if they're down 20 and he just get a bunch of dump off passes on a final drive in which they they either peter out or score while they're down. You know what I mean? And then he racks up 40 yards on that last drive. And you're like, ah, boom, I hit the over. That's why I would never take the under well, on they, it, but I'm with there you. There you go real quick. There, yeah. How about the over under on just his receiving yards of 33.5? Over. That's Sounds like you like take better. the over on that as well. Yeah. I, yeah, I, like that I, I like that one better than the over 100 total. Yeah, yeah we'll come back. I agree because we'll keep... I could see him getting 60 yards on the ground. Yeah, we'll come back. We'll keep going through the games. It's Mike and Jim on FST. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. back jim's clapping it up love it fired up on a sunday morning so uh we're back on fst thanks for listening on tune in on iheart radio we're here until 10 o'clock and then it'll be lineup lock live myself marshall falk Corey parson and gabe morency so looking forward to that i'm so damn jealous why i love marshall falk he's one of my favorite players of all time i'll let him know that 
Uh, I'll let them know that. Uh, that yeah, you should call in. Talk to us. So, uh, uh, yeah, I'll let them know. I thought you were jealous because I got to work with Corey Parson on Sunday. <laughs> I get plenty of Corey, believe yeah, me. You do. How about them Cowboys? Uh, well, he's got a right to say it now. No, no, he and I gave him all, all props on Friday to say it. Yeah. yeah, right. That's when I hate it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he win a big game, you get to say it. I'm okay with that. But when your team sucks, you you don't. You can't be saying that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, ten to one lineup lock live. We'll have Ricky Sanders on in about an hour to do DFS talk from Daily Roto, and then from one to eight, we have uh, fantasy football live. That the first part of that is with Gabe and Corey, and then Chris Welsh, and then the second part of it that's from four to eight is Joe Galena, George Kurtz, uh, Chris Pavona may or may not be in there. Usually have Chris Ventra stop by. We got Cam Stewart in there. And then are you 8 to 10 tonight on Fantasy Football Rewind, Jim? Yes, with Dane. So Dane Martinez, that's right, my co-host on FST during the week on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. So um, full cast of characters today and and chock full of information. So please keep on listening. So I'll keep going through some of these games. Uh, We did Packers... And Cardinals. Next one I wanted to get to. Let's do Browns Texans very quickly before we get to Colts Jaguars, which is a uh, a highlight game. So Browns Texans that game forty eight and a half. Actually, we have a big total there. Baker's obviously been playing really well lately. Multiple touchdowns in I think his last four games. I believe on Baker. Yeah, he. Yes, uh, I yeah. believe so. Yes. Yeah. So first rookie QB in NFL history with a 140 plus rating in two consecutive games with a minimum of 20 attempts. Games for his third in a row with 70 plus completion percentage, three touchdown passes, and zero interceptions. That's right. He's two touchdown, two yeah, plus I, I got in his couple, last five. I, I got a couple of quick stats on on Baker Mayfield yeah. first. Um, he's his last two games. He's had a, a quarterback rating above 140. Yeah. If he does it again, uh, he'll join uh, Aaron Rodgers and Kurt Warner as the only quarterbacks in history to have three straight games with a QB rating above 140. Amazing. That's I don't think one. It's amazing, but yeah. I don't think it's going to happen today. <laughs> I think this uh, Texas. Why not? Uh, I, I know. I think the Texas defense is getting uh, after people good. a little bit better. Yeah. I, I, and I get that, but this offense is moving a lot better since they've made the changes as well, and he's playing good football. So I, I'm not saying it's going to happen. Obviously, only two quarterbacks have done it before. Obviously, a hard thing to to attain, but, you know, definitely out there. But here's a, another one, and this is, you know, showing a positive for the Browns as a whole. Um, of the 12 weeks of the season, in eight of those weeks, the Browns <laughs> have had the AFC Rookie of the Week. Eight out of 12 weeks, it's been Browns. Denzel Ward has done it twice. Baker Mayfield has done it four times. And Nick Chubb has done it twice. Amazing. Speaking of Nick Chubb, he had 128 screaming yards last week. If you stashed that guy or picked him up on the waiver wires, pretty good shape the rest of the way. He's looking good. Jamie, in the dynasty league that I'm in, I I had the eighth pick or the ninth pick or something like that. It was all running backs. It was like running back, running back, running back, running back, running back. And it got down to the pick, and the guy in front of me said, told me after he was debating between Nick Chubb and Ronald Jones, and he took Chubb. I got, I got Ronald Jones. So <laughs> sort of a big difference on the onset of their careers, and I think it's indicative perhaps of what it might look like the rest of the way. So just Going by, sheer, forward, yeah, right. <laughs> by, by sheer luck, I ended up with Ronald Jones, which is a total zero for this year. 
Uh, I certainly wish I had. Yeah, Chubb. but at least at least Chris Ventra likes it. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, he's he, he's been a big Ronald Jones proponent all season, is yes, what I'm saying. Uh, clearly, uh, he's off base there, <laughs> and I I, uh, I missed the playoffs in that dynasty league, unfortunately, for the second year in a row. So I might have to start blowing things up. Jarvis Landry, uh, five catches for 83 yards and two touchdowns in his last game versus Houston, but that's a few years ago. On the other side of things, L- Lamar Miller, 162 yards, including that 97 yarder last year. Deshaun Watson was extremely efficient last week. So five and a half point. It's a funky spread. The Texans are on this eight game winning streak, which I give them credit completely, but they really haven't played anybody a and B they've squeaked out a few tight ones. Here's another one with a spread inside of a touchdown. You think the Browns can challenge them here today and, and possibly get out a win on the road? I'm not sure if they get the win. I, I do think they challenge them. I, I do like them with five and a half points. I, I think they keep it close enough to make that happen. Uh, you know, Houston it still has some flaws in their game. Uh, you know, we don't know if Kute is going to be playing. Demarius Thomas, sure, he had the two touchdowns last week, but not really getting much else uh, in, involved. They only had four catches, so it, it's not like they're really game-planning him into the game plan. Uh, he's just there. Lamar Miller, a- absolutely great game last week. Should be in line for another good game. Uh, you know, Cleveland's defense has not really been stepping up. Uh, they're 28th against opposing Quarterbacks 29th against opposing uh, running backs over the last five weeks. Uh, a little worse than they were what they're doing on this season. So that doesn't really hold well. I, I think Lamar Miller's in for another good game. Uh, but, you know, Chubb is going against a good Texans defense, but there's no way you could sit Chubb right now. He's seeing too many carries. He's playing well, and it, it doesn't matter what the matchup is. You got to ride him in there. Since the start of the 2017 season, DeAndre Hopkins has 1,065 receiving yards and 14 touchdown catches in just 13 home games. So, obviously, he's a guy you start every week, but the numbers look even better when he's at home. I'm going to give you a couple of quick player props, Jim. I'll do Lamar Miller total scrimmage yards, 90 and a half over or under. I'm going to go over in total. I, you know, I think they get him involved in the passing game again, and, and between the two, I think he goes over that. I think he goes over 100 there. And I'll give you, we'll stick with the, let me go Baker, since you're talking about Baker a bunch. Passing yards for Baker, 246 and a half over under. Ooh, that's a tight number. Uh, 246 and a half. Uh, She's running up through my head. You know what? I I, uh, I think I'm going to go under, but that's a tough one. I'll be honest, I wouldn't make this bet. I, I think I could see a number coming really close to that that would make me feel really nauseous all day trying to wait for it to hit that number. So I probably wouldn't make this bet, but if I did, gun to my head, I'd probably take the under. Uh, you're a smart man. I think I wouldn't touch that one either because uh, I, I don't know exactly the way this game's, day's game is going to go. Vegas doesn't either with the spread being at five and a half. Uh, I tend to avoid games when the number is in that five range because you don't really know what you're going to get out of it. I, I, I think, to your point, the Browns could keep it close, but I, I would I don't think the Browns keep it close and Baker throws for a million yards. I, I, don't, I don't see it going that way. I think it would be because Chubb is successful and they're taking some time off the clock, so uh, I'll avoid that. So Colts-Jaguars, uh, we'll, we'll get to a couple of high-profile games here. Colts-Jaguars. Colts are three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road, 47-and-a-half total. 
the uh, Colts. And you got Marlon Mack back in the mix. T.Y. Hilton had seven for 125 last week. Eric Ebron had two receiving touchdowns last week, and he's broken the Colts' record for touchdowns in a season. I think he's got 11 touchdowns on the year by a tight end, I should say. Twelve. Um, 12, sorry. Twelve. Um, on the flip side, we know that Leonard Fournette is suspended. TJ Yeldon and Carlos Hyde both become startable to a lot of people. I think Yeldon is the guy that you want if you have your choice, but um, you know, got some options here. And Co- Cody Kessler, obviously, uh, sorry to bury the lead, but he's going to start his first game with Jacksonville as they bench Blake Bortles after another debacle last week. So, um, as you said, this offensive line for the Colts has been great. It should mitigate whatever the Jaguars would like to do defensively. Plus, Jalen Ramsey, Ramsey has been banged up as well. Give me your star of the game in this one. Do you think you see a big game here for T.Y. Hilton or somebody else? No, I definitely like T.Y. Hilton in this one. I, I think he's going to take advantage. Jacksonville defense has, has not been you know, what it was expected to be. Uh, and again, uh, I'll say this again. I've been saying this a lot. But this is the reason why you don't draft defenses early. Jacksonville was great last year. I saw people drafting them in the seventh round this year. Not so great this year. And this is why fantasy defenses are not often replicated from year to year to year as to who are the best just one more reason why you should never draft a, a fantasy defense early. Um, so that that being said, Jacksonville, on the season, they're number 13 against opposing quarterbacks. Over the last five weeks, they're number 30. Oof. Um, and, yeah, they're, they're, they have definitely taken a major downturn. Uh, they're 31st against opposing tight ends as well. So, uh, you know, Ebron and, you know, Swoop, if he plays, could be in line for a touchdown. Look, we know they like to throw to that uh, – third string tight end as well we've seen you know out Mo Alley Cox we've seen swoop before the injury catch touchdowns I'm not saying these are viable players but don't be surprised if swoop ends up catching a touchdown if he plays but Ebron is a great play because Jacksonville has just not been able to stop opposing tight ends of late at all still great against the run so it makes it a little tougher for Mac but like I said the, the way that offensive line is playing the way luck is playing you know it just makes all the sense in the world now I'm going to bring up a point to you here about Indianapolis and how stupid can they be? How do you have luck out running pass patterns, getting smashed to the ground on the shoulder that you waited a year and a half for him to come back from? And they were waiting to do it too. Like somebody was, there was waiting to to hammer him. It's it's honestly everybody. It's a copycat league. I'm not breaking any news with that one. And people see a touchdown happen in the Super Bowl and everybody wants to get their quarterback involved. It's ridiculous. You got 40-year-old quarterbacks out there running pass patterns. You got the guy whose injury was about to, who had in the totality of the NFL, Jim, when we look at every player and the manner in which his shoulder injury impacted his franchise, it is the most serious injury that's happened in the last three years in the NFL. And they put him at risk, to your point. It literally was... Two weeks in a row. Yeah, it, it literally was sending it. the Colts into the basement of the NFL because he was out and it altering the direction of their franchise. He finally comes back. He's finally looking 100%. And they're like, hey, maybe you can run some pass patterns. Let's get him out there, see what happens. Like, we don't need to do it. The Saints are putting Taysom Hill out there. I, I, and they're spilling Breeze out wide, but they're not... He's not running crossing patterns. Like, they're just bringing <laughs> Taysom Hill in because he can run. And he well, can throw that, a little bit. 
that's another one of my are you freaking kidding me moments. Hey, look, I, I know they like this kid, but how do you take the ball out of Drew Brees' I'm hands with you. at any point in time? I'm with you. <laughs> These coaches, you know, everybody wants to be innovative. I get it. You know, the innovative coaches are the ones with the high-scoring teams right now. I get that as well. But sometimes you're getting too cute to be cute, and it, it's just stupid. Look, I, um, I'm a Steelers fan, Jim. the ball's out of Drew Brees' hands. Yeah. I'm a St- <laughs> to, to your point, I'm a Steelers fan. And really cool play design with Boswell throwing throwing the pass to Al Villanueva for the touchdown last week. You know what I'd rather? Ben Roethlisberger trying to throw it to other people. That's what I'd rather. It, I know it worked, but I'm not doing confirmation bias. I'd rather the quarterback that's going to the Hall of Fame be the guy throwing the passes and not the kicker to the tackle and, and say that, well, it worked, so we should just try that again. No, don't try that again. Just go on fourth down. He's fine. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. The Hall of Fame wide receiver is out there. The outstanding second year rookie, second year wide receiver is out there. The really good running back that you've backed up Le'Veon Bell with is out there. How about we just run a play? You know, like I, I don't need the kicker throwing to the tackle and and having that be part of the playbook going forward. It worked, but I'd just rather that not be the case. To your point having the ball in the best player's hands. So let's wrap up Colts, Jags real quick. Eric Ebron receiving yards, 47 and a half. Uh, I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over. Luck is just playing too good right now, even against this Jacksonville defense. I, I expect him to have his way, and uh, Ebron's going to be a big part of that. DJ Yeldon, scrimmage yards, 52 and a half. Uh, this is where it gets dicey, man. It just that no idea what – it does, but the, the split between him and Hyde, it, with just no idea what they're going to do with this. Uh, I'm barely given the, the Hyde, the the Hyde pickup. I, I understand that, but the fact of the matter is they brought him over when Yeldon was actually doing a good job for them. You know, most people don't realize it, but before this week, Yeldon was the number 14 uh, running back in PPR leagues. I know. Uh, you know, I know that's fantasy and as opposed to NFL, but he was doing well for them. So for them to bring over Hyde, it didn't make any sense, especially when they thought Fournette was going to come back healthy, and he did. Uh, unfortunately, he also came back stupid and tried to punch a guy in a helmet that had a full plastic face mask as well uh co- ended up costing his team the game yep. because it, he would have easily more than likely got his third touchdown and maybe this play one and maybe cost him this one line. and maybe cost him this one as well it's just uh ah, man stupidness abounds right now for nfl and and these guys just uh, I, I don't even know what to say that here. team that team is crazy crazy but i mean that that team's yeah. gone totally <laughs> off the deep end i i, I don't I haven't heard the Marone hot seat stuff, and there's a, like a strong Syracuse connection there between Tom Coughlin and and, and Doug Marone and, and all that kind of stuff. But um, it's falling they apart. Like there's no control of this locker start room. Over. Right yeah, yeah. So I don't yeah, know. they need to rip it all down and take over. Maybe put Coughlin back in as a, the head coach. Who knows? But they need to do something. It, it's not working now, and uh, this team is in shambles. And you know, I, I've been pointing out all week. This is the same team. That passed on Russell Wilson for a a punter. This is true. It is not. You're not wrong. So let's do, let's try to do one <laughs> game before the break. Uh, Vikes Patriots five point favorite Patriots at home, forty nine and a half total. I I feel like the Patriots are are the team that's uh, waiting in the wings. Everybody being like, yeah, it's not your year, guys. It's like, all right, they'll probably be nine and three after today. 
they're obviously going to win their yeah. division, uh, and they might put a hurting on the Vikings. Uh, Stephon Diggs is expected to play, uh, but he is banged up. It's a really big one for the Vikings. Like, they really need this one. It's a tough time for them to really need a game to go to New England uh, on a rainy December afternoon, but they really need this one, and uh, I don't know if they're going to get it. Um, I, I sort of trust the Patriots in well, this wait, wait, I, I need to in, interject yeah. one point, though, the one one point we didn't make about the Green Bay game and yeah. you talking about the weather. Right. The, the, in Green Bay today, they're going to be dealing with not only some light snow, but they're going to be dealing with winds upwards of 15 miles an hour. Yeah. Uh, so, you know – it could have an effect. I mean, it's not like Aaron Rodgers has been playing the greatest football anyway. And if they really do have these high wins, as we know, as Scott always loves to say, you know, you only have to worry about wins once they hit the 15 mile an hour uh, point. And that's what they're going to hit for green Bay. So it's going to be interesting to see how much Aaron Rodgers, you know, if it affects him at all, since, you know, it is his home stadium, he should be fairly used to it, but still, it's going to be interesting. we got a few games Just affected by weather. I'll talk about that after the break. And also, give us a call, 888-843-6879. 844-843-6879. Mike and Jim will be right back. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Up. Getting the food out on a Sunday morning. It's game day edition of FST. Sean Angle producing along with uh, Jim Day, my compadre, here each and every week on FST game day edition. So, <clears throat> you know, it's put up or shut up time for many of you this week. You're trying to advance in your fantasy football playoffs. And while the NFL teams themselves are trying to settle things between the lines, you're, you're trying to get in there. So I, I can tell you I'm fighting for the playoffs. I'm sure Jim's fighting for the playoffs in some of his leagues as well. So uh, we know the struggle is real. So you can get in on all of that on-field action by heading over to BetDSI, where you're going to find a user-friendly web interface and mobile site. And it's got the fastest payouts in the industry. So open up a new BetDSI account and use the promo code FNTSY18, and you'll get a 100% bonus match. That's double your money to start winning today. So not only that, not only can you capitalize on it today's NFL action, but at BetDSI, you'll find wagering options for college football, college hoops, NBA, NHL, UFC, boxing, soccer, tennis, cricket, and on almost any sport you can think of. And the fact that I said cricket is almost any sport I can think of. So you can even wager on esports, politics, and reality TV. It's interesting. So you get an edge and utilize live betting at BetDSI. You can wager virtually any time during a contest, capitalizing on in-game happenings and circumstances. So you can utilize your daily fantasy skills without the constraints of salary caps and wager on player props. And we've been talking about player props all morning. So there's a ton of ways where you can try to make money. 
Uh, so BetDSI has been paying winners for 20 years. And they have great customer service and fast, easy payment of winning. So just use your sports knowledge and the info we're giving you right here on this show to make some money over at BetDSI. And don't forget to use the promo code FNTSY18 when signing up to get your 100% bonus match. So that's not all. It's one thing, one last important thing. Once you've opened up your account at BetDSI, then go to DailyRoto.com and click on Contact Us and send us your BetDSI username. So if you sign up for BetDSI, open up that account, then send us your username via DailyRoto.com. We're going to give you one month of Daily Roto access totally free. So that's access to all sports tools and optimizers. So you use our betting tools. You can play DFS and use it. But realistically, you can use it for player prop stuff, too, that we've been talking about all morning. So head on over there and open up your account at BetDSI to win today on so many levels. That's promo code FNTSY18. So really good stuff there. If you go to BetDSI, use the promo code FNTSY18. Send us your username by contacting us on DailyRoto.com, and you get one month free. So you're going to get the account. You're going to get the tools from us to utilize on any sport. Pretty cool promotion right there today. Uh, so thanks for giving me a minute to talk about it. So, um, all right. So the phones are open. If anybody wants to give us a call at 844-843-6879, you can. We'll take like two or three calls in this last segment as Jim and I are working through these games. So back to Vikings Pats, Jim. Um, I, I have, I mean, we have some running back scenarios here today where you really want to roll out James White and Sony Michelle and Dalvin Cook every week, but I feel like every week I'm a Sony Michelle owner. I'm debating, is it him or another guy? And I have Dalvin Cook, is it him or another guy? So I don't really love Dalvin Cook tonight because I think they're going to have to put the ball up in the air a little bit much. But what say you? Let's take the running back position uh, in particular to start. Which guys do you like? Which guys do you not? Uh, well, I like Dalvin Cook. Do I trust him? Heck no. Um, <laughs> it's hard to have any trust in him this, this year. They finally get him back healthy, and what what happens? He touches the ball 10 times last week. Uh, you know, he, Granted, he gave you a decent fantasy day, but you can't count on that when you're only touching the ball 10 times. It's very hard to be consistent, good uh, fantasy scorer with 10 touches. So really don't like that. Plus, New England has been playing very well against the run lately. Uh, over the last five weeks, they've been number five. Um, you know, haven't played the greatest running teams, uh, you know, with the Jets, Tennessee, Buffalo, and, and, and Green Bay was in there. Aaron Jones played well against them. But uh, they, they've been stingy that way. But Cook is so hard to, to trust. As for White and Sony Michelle, I like Sony Michelle in this one. Uh, Minnesota's been giving up a little bit more on the ground of late, uh, 11th on over the last five weeks as opposed to six on the season. So they've been giving up a little bit more. Uh, I like Michelle. You know, the thing with Michelle is this offense can get him to the one-yard line for a one-yard goal, one goal line plunge at any time. So that always gives him upside. White, I'm a little bit more hesitant because it seems to me, and I may be totally be wrong because I'm not really hearing anybody else talk about this, but it seems to me like they're slowing him down in an effort to make sure he's healthy for the playoffs. Well, that's and really – If that's, that's a good the point. case – That's a good point. It's always really been the case with James White, right? Nobody denies how valuable a player he is, but I think the Patriots use him in the matter – that they use him because they want him to be a valuable asset long-term. He's not a disposable asset for them. They need him throughout the entirety of the season, including up to February if they make it. 
And because of the injury to Sony Michelle earlier and right. all the other guys, Rex That's Burkhead, right. all those guys, Burkhead's he back had in the mix to be used now, so much more. Eh, he's not in the mix. Burkhead sucks. Well, he's a joke. I mean, he's at, Everybody he's, out there going out the there team grabbing Bur- Burkhead, <laughs> forget about it. I don't care. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not suggesting he's got fantasy value. I'm just saying he's on the team again. That's it. As, as you can tell, I'm tired of talking about Rex Burkhead. People have been asking about him all week. Yeah. Forget Rex Burkhead. He's a joke. Um, <laughs> I, I like Michelle. I'm a little leery of White. Wait, we know White, even with few touches, can do big damage in that passing game for them. But I am leery of him moving forward as they try to give him a little bit more rest because they had to use him so much in the beginning of the season. And we know how big a tool he is for them in the playoffs. Yeah. They always get him highly involved in playoff games, so they need him to be healthy. So I'm a little leery today. I know a lot of people still have him in the top 12 running backs this week. I don't. I have pushed him down a bit because I am concerned about how many touches he actually gets in this game. Okay, so rank these running backs for me, Jim. Chris McCaffrey, Phil Lindsay, Dalvin Cook, Sony Michelle. Uh, McCaffrey, Lindsay, Michelle, and who, oh, and who was the other one? White? Dalvin Cook. Cook. Oh, Cook is definitely last. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. That's how I have it as well. Uh, it's one of my teams. I, I, I can only start those three three of those guys. So uh, that's what I'm rolling with. Um, all right, last note. I guess uh, you know, Thielen, obviously playable. Edelman in there. Josh Gordon, I think, isn't necessarily an automatic start, but I'm putting him out there in my leagues. Um, I think he, he's going to be projected around a lot of other guys where the projections are kind of tight this week. Uh, both tight ends startable, obviously. So uh, I got nothing else there. Do you think Kirk Cousins is able to step it up today and get this win or no? I don't think so, no. I don't think um, so either. You know, uh, it, yeah, I'm having a hard time getting behind the Kirk Cousins thing. Uh, you know, Thielen has absolutely been great for him, and he's been playing great with Thielen. Uh, getting digs back should help. Uh, Cook. Being there should help, but I'm just having a hard time wrapping my head about Minnesota going into New England and beating them. Um, wow. The Cardinals are reassessing their entire football operations and coaching staff after the season. That's not a good sign. <laughs> That's not a good sign at all. I mean, I don't think Steve Wilkes is going to be one and done, but it's still, I wouldn't want that said about me when oh, I Oh, he should be, though. I, I get it, but I'm not, I, I don't think I'm he's not a left. big fan. I don't think he's... I, I think... Personally, if they did go one and done, it wouldn't be fair to Steve Wilkes, but I actually do not like the setup there. I didn't like bringing in a first-time defensive-oriented coach to work with the slightly mercurial rookie quarterback. Uh, I just didn't I – don't, I don't – and they, they've already fired an offensive coordinator with the rookie there. I just think it's a bad mix. And if they blew it all up and started over just around – Dave Johnson and Josh Rosen, then I think that'd be a smart thing to do. So let's take our one call we got here, Jim. Uh, Rick from Chicago is on the line. Rick, how are you doing? Good. How are you guys? Happy Sunday. Good, man. Thanks. What do you got? Uh, just Just calling in with a flex question for you guys. I got between three players. I got Gus Edwards in there right now, and I can choose between Spencer Ware and Kenyon Drake. Spencer Ware, uh, Kenyon okay. Drake. I'm Let's going see. Spencer Ware. 
that's my choice. Yeah, I'm going to take. Yeah, I'm going to go with Spencer Ware as well. I, you know, I did, he, he does have some concern, but so does Edwards with the ankle injury. Bothers me a little bit. Drake, you know, he's been he's had some good games. He's had some bad games. I just don't know if I trust him in Week 13 in a game you most likely need to win. I think just Ware in that offense just has the most upside of the three. It'd be amazing. We can't okay, even... especially I think with Alex Alex Collins on injured reserve. Does that make any effect on Gus Edwards then? Well, it, it really didn't because, I mean, the last two weeks, Alex Collins was basically pushed aside for Gus Edwards anyway. So that didn't, didn't really concern me. Edwards was getting over 20 carries a game even when Collins was in there. So that doesn't really bother me at all. It's more the concern of whether or not he can finish the game that he starts with that ankle injury, which is really tough for you know running backs. Anytime you're dealing with foot or ankle injuries for them, it's so easy for them to have a setback during the game. You know, somebody rolls over it, something like that. Real easy for them not to finish a game. Uh, so I'm not I'm not saying he's a definite sit for me at all, but with where they're in that powerful offense in a game that I expect Kansas City to be ahead, I could see where getting a lot of use. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Awesome. Thanks one. a lot for your help, guys. No problem. Good luck, man. I know it's a big week for a lot of fantasy players out there, week 13. So hopefully uh, we're right. We get to you that W. So, Jim, let's uh, flip over to one last game. Um, I know we didn't get to every game, but it is what it is. We got uh, going on a bunch of topics. We got Steelers and Chargers. It's my squad uh, going up against the Chargers. Big, big, big game in the AFC playoff picture. Um, and right now the spread lays at... Uh, Steelers three, three. three, so that means Vegas thinks these teams are dead even. Fifty-two over under. You think it's uh, fireworks in Pittsburgh tonight? All kinds of uh, fireworks on, with both teams offensively. It seems like an all hands on deck kind of fantasy game. It sure does, uh, which is kind of leading me to believe it. It doesn't play out that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, both defenses are playing pretty good right now, especially against the pass. Over the last five weeks, the, the Chargers are third. Uh, Pittsburgh is fourth uh, against opposing quarterbacks, and Chargers are second, and Steelers are third against opposing wide receivers. So you know the the running backs could have a little bit more value in this game than the receivers. That being said, you know. Big Ben at home always puts up nice numbers, so it's hard not to to think they don't. But man, I, I could see if I'm betting this game, and, and I I won't because I could see this game going both ways yeah. easily. Both are strong teams, and you know, really depends on a couple of lucky bounces how this one comes out for me. But if I if I had to bet one bet on this game, I think I'd bet the under. Really? Because I'm not sure it gets there. Yeah, I you're just, a bold man. Man, every time we think we have. <laughs> well, you got to take those shots. Play, uh, Jim. It is. I, I just, man, I don't, I, I just, their defenses are playing good right now on both sides. I agree with you. I, I could see this being a struggle. Is he, yeah, I'm, the, the big reason why the Chargers are doing so well, Phil Rivers, his numbers are fantastic. He's 3,100 yards on the year. He's got five games to go. 26 touchdowns, only six picks. His completion percentage is just shy of 70%, 69 and a half. So he's having a career year. Interesting, right? He's 37 years old. He's having his career year. And I get that completion yeah. percentage is all And he only had stuff. one incompletion last week. That's right. That's right. So uh, he's been fantastic. Um, but I do think, yeah, I mean, I, I do think you could see fireworks here. Uh, I, I wouldn't take the under. I understand what Jim is saying, though. Both defenses are playing better. Roethlisberger's got to take better care of the ball, clearly. Um, 
he's up there in the league lead in interceptions, but he seems sort of unapologetic, uh, unapologetic about it and brash about it. But that's why he is who he is. I wouldn't have criticized Antonio Brown if I were him personally, but I'm not him. So yeah, really. I'm going to say he ran, he criticized for running a flat route. I think honestly, once that snap got botched, he should have just spiked it. And they, they had yeah, another down to go. Right I, away. I think that would have been the way to yep. play it. But what am I going to say? It's in the, middle of a, in the middle of the course of a game. So we do have one more caller here, which would probably close out the show on this. We got Billy from Sacramento. Billy, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm a little nervous. Uh, Thursday night got me. I started breathing. Will Lutz. Okay. So uh, I've had a flex question. I'm trying to win. To Miles to go there. before we sleep, Billy. Uh, so so I, I wouldn't be wor- that worried about it. It's just two guys. Yeah, yeah. So I've got a full PPR league flex question. Um, right now I have T.Y. Hilton in there, but I do have Sony Michelle, Larry Fitz, and Josh Reynolds on the bench. Do I have it right? Jim? As far as I'm concerned, you do. I'm I'm playing T.Y. Absolutely not, not sitting him. Uh, you know, look, I like Sony Michelle as well, and they would be the only two in this conversation for me. Uh, you know, I like Reynolds. He has upside, but not as much as Hilton does anyway. And Fitz, you know, I love Fitz as a player, one of my favorites. But just in this offense, the way they're playing right now, I can't trust him uh, to, to put up anything. He might score a touchdown. He might score two, but he might only catch two balls in doing that. For me, I, I think Hilton is absolutely to play in a full PPR. What about you, Mike? Yeah, I'm with you. I'll take that upside. Jags kind of falling apart. Luck playing right. his tail off. What is it? Is it nine games in a row, Jim? Three plus touchdowns for Angela? Eight games in a row with three plus, yeah, three plus yeah, so touchdowns. He's going absolutely. for number nine this week. So, uh, so good stuff. Uh, thanks for the call, Billy. Good luck. I know you no, need no, it. No. Uh, I need some as well. So. Um, thanks. Appreciate it. So just a couple of minutes left, Jim. Uh, why don't we, I mean, we got the, yeah, I was going to do the Monday night game Steelers. Char- well, give me your, uh, why don't you do this? Why, why don't you give me your upset play of the day, Jim? My upset play of the day. Good question. Um, I, I want to say Philly, but that, is that really an upset? Uh, not really. Uh, let's see. Upset play of the day. Ah, man. Um, that's not, I wouldn't call it. Even, even you know what? I'm going to go with Denver. You, I think, yeah, I, I mean, not Denver. Um, no, no, Denver's favorite. I'm sorry. Yeah. Mistake. I'm going to go with Buffalo uh, playing against Miami. I think Buffalo has a, a real good chance of beating Miami. Uh, Buffalo's defense is playing really well. And just, you know, the offense is starting to move a little bit with Josh Allen running now. Uh, I think that really comes into play here. I think Buffalo has a real good shot of beating Miami. So I, I like think it. Buffalo is my upset I like special. it. You know, the Bills couldn't have looked worse at various points during the season, but if you're holding a Bills under six ticket right now, the sweat is on. Five games to go. Yeah. I think they can win a couple more, and today would be getting them to five wins. You're really going to sweat it out from there. Uh, I know they looked horrible hey, look, at points during the season, win- but – but to your point, that defense is car- can carry them to a couple more wins. If they get this win this week, they're still in the playoff hunt, as crazy as that sounds. Yeah. Puts them back into a playoff hunt. Um, something, you know, a few weeks ago we would have never even considered. But if they get a win today, they're, they're still in the mix. Stuff. Out of Jim Day. He's going to join you tonight for Fantasy Football Rewind with Dane Martinez. That's 8 to 10 Eastern. So thanks for joining us on TuneIn Radio on iHeartRadio. 
and everything else for FST. I'm going to be back after the break on Lineup Lock Live. Marshall Falk, Gabe Morrissey, Corey Parson, and myself. Get you all the way to the games. Talk to you in a couple minutes.